Welcome to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. In each episode, two-time NCAA champion coach Jay Wright chats with figures from across the spectrum of the Nova Nation and beyond. Current players, prominent alums, and national basketball figures are all part of the mix as we honor the 100-plus year history of one of America's most storied college basketball programs. The Talking Villanova Basketball Show, hosted by Jay Wright, originated in 2001. The program, now in its 20th season, shifted from terrestrial radio to the world of podcasts in 2019. This is a production of Villanova Sports Properties in conjunction with Villanova Athletics. Hartford Funds is in its third season as the presenting sponsor of the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast. We invite you to settle in and enjoy as Coach Wright takes us into today's conversation. Welcome inside. It's Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. Coach, we've got a great guest here and I'm going to turn it over to you to let's get this started. Thank you, Michael. Um, We got one of the hottest guys in the NBA right now, man. Good timing. And he's repping with his Villanova gear. I love it. Let's everybody welcome uh, one of the uh, main line's finest. Everybody takes pride in these guys when they play for Villanova, but this is a main line guy, man. Grew up grew up right around here. Mikhail Bridges. How are hey, you? I'm good. I'm good, Coach. How are you? I still love seeing you in that Villanova gear, man. Oh, I'd love to have you out here now. Oh, could use you, could use you now. Hey, you know what's been cool, Kales, is um, <laughs> this is the only good thing about being in quarantine all the time. I'm getting to watch your games. It's, it's, it's awesome, man. Um, get to, who was I watching? Getting you, who were you guarding the other night of, uh, of our guys? Actually, last night I watched um, Dante. Dante was guarding who? One of our, oh, no. Is it, was it you and Dante I was watching? No, nah, it, was, it was. Who did Dante was play last It was playing Pistons. It was playing Deke. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I love when I watch you guys and you guard each other, man. It is it is so funny. It was you and E, I think I saw. Uh, no, that was Deke. So Deke played me and Dante like. Oh, okay, okay. Days, four days. I keep track of you all. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It was you and Deke. It was you and Deke. Now, like with um, all the protocols now in the NBA, can you – can you talk with the guys before the game or you, do you guys get to see each other? Yeah. So they actually, they just came out with the new rule like uh, two days ago where like they limit like dapping up at the end of the games or even like talk to the guys before the games. But when I saw Deke, that was like, he played them about like what, four, four or five days ago. So I talked to him a little bit, just chatting it up, Good. see how, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a weird year for the rookies, for sure. Like, no summer league, no fans. You know, it just it's way different than it's ever been. Yeah. So, it's kind of see how he's how he's liking it and enjoying it. You know, I didn't think about that. You're right. Imagine that your first year in the NBA, no fans. Summer league, man, is like such a happening out in Vegas. You don't experience any of that. How do you – in talk with him, how do you feel? How, can you tell, like, how he's how – he's, uh, responding and, and how he's enjoying his first year? Yeah, I mean, he seemed like he's liking it. I mean, he's been 
he's been hooping. So, you know, I guess they be switching up their lineup sometimes. And I've been through that kind of my rookie year too, just seeing like how lineups, like he'll start a couple games and then come back down, maybe play less than, less minutes and then play high minutes again, just back and forth. And I already know it's probably like, he's probably just like, why is it like this? Like, why would I play 20-something minutes and then like 13 the next day? But we have the same agent, so I know like what they're telling them is like same things they were telling me when I was in that same position, like why I'm only playing this amount, but then the next game I'm out there starting playing 30-plus. So uh, I feel like he likes it a lot. What, do you, what did you do in your rookie year when that happened, and what advice do you have for him in that situation? Just to stay the course. I mean, really just control what you can control. Just keep putting your work in, keep doing all the things you've been doing. Um, and it's just, you know, time will come. You know, if you're playing a lot, still do all the things you were doing before you were playing a lot. And then if you're playing less, you can't really, like, mope and just be upset about it. Just keep doing all the hard work in. And then, you know, they see it. You know, it's a little bit different in college, man. They College, y'all, y'all demand it. Y'all be honest about it. If you're not really working hard, they kind of just, all right, you on your own. Like, all right, you, you're a grown man. You're a professional. Like, okay. But then then you look up. It's like, well, I'm not playing. Like, they ain't say nothing to me. You know, you guys, college, you guys always, like, you come up to us to tell us, like, you're not working hard enough. You're not here getting your 100 shots up. You're not doing this and that. So, uh just, just staying doing what you're doing. Just uh, stay the course seriously. Just the time will definitely come. It's pretty cool that to have for him to have someone like you that li literally went through the same thing because you weren't the Suns weren't the Suns like they are now when you first got there. There was a young team just like Sadiq's on. You guys have very similar, um, very similar paths, right? What what is, what is it that you, what is it that you do when you're a rookie to show them you're working hard? What what, what would that, what would that entail? Just you just try to be the first person there. Always, you know, it's a little bit it's a little tough with the COVID thing because sometimes like now you got like rapid testing, so like you have to wait thirty minutes like right when you get tested, but. Always try to be the first one there, you know, doing everything, like not just court, like make sure you're in there lifting, doing like all the other ankle stuff, um, you know, going on the table if you need it, just take care of your body, but make sure you're always there. Don't like come in, like scrolling, like coming in late, you know, just strolling in like, uh, you know, like 30 minutes before we out there, just be there an hour and a half before, do all your stuff and then. By the time you look up, you finish everything, there's still like 30 minutes left. And then then that's when you talk to the coaches to get more shots up and just get ready for practice. And and that if you did that, that that would separate you. Like so what like what percentage of the guys on the NBA team do that? A lot. Pretty pretty good. Pretty if you're a professional. Um pretty a lot of guys, especially when they got that routine when they got a routine going. It's it's definitely a lot of people. I got players on my team now that I I even learned a lot from, like, with, with a whole routine, like, you know, Chris Paul, like, Langston Galloway, like, just seeing how their routines are, how they come in and 
precise, like, to make sure they get their 35, 40 minutes of, like, lifting and mobility before they hit the court. And they get, like, they're on the court maybe, like, 30 minutes before with a coach shooting and then practice, get more shots up after, and then right after that, then they do all their recovery stuff. Like, I've been really – I'm glad I got a lot of vests like that, and it kind of made it easier for me, especially this year, just uh, – just finally following a routine and sticking with it every single day. That's interesting. What do they do recovery-wise after practice? Like, what does a guy like Chris Paul do? CP, he'll probably he'll definitely ice, sometimes, like, cold tubs. Um, but, like, for him, probably, like, maybe getting, like, massages and stuff like that. Some players, like, get massages. I'm kind of, like, I'm on the other end with that. I don't. Sometimes I don't, I don't like being too, like, loose sometimes, you know, just like when they, you know, they really work on work on you crazy. So, uh, but, um, but I think he, he's big in massages and then, like, going on the table work with our, uh, with our trainers and stuff, whatever's aching them, they kind of use the gun and all that stuff, like the little thorough gun. So, mm-hmm. yeah, great routine. You still got a young body. You don't need that as much, right? Nah, I do. Trust me. <laughs> I make sure I keep my legs fresh. You know, uh, got it. So tell tell everybody about COVID and and like what you guys what you guys are going through right now. All right. Um, yeah. So we played the Wizards. Unfortunately, we you know we played a bad game. But uh, I saw that game. I saw that game. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I wish you did it. But uh, <laughs> we uh, right, right from the start, man. They just jumped you from the start. You look up, you're down. It's crazy how talented players are. You look up, you're down 20 in a matter of five minutes. It's crazy. You don't come out. You don't come out, man. Them boys will come out. I'm <laughs> slinging that thing. So, but um, a couple guys got COVID on the Wizards, so um, we're kind of in a little little quarantine, like five day, where they cancel about three of our games already. So um, we gotta get tested twice a day. Uh, trying to do maybe individual right now since nobody's coming back positive, but they're keeping it real light. Um, can't do nothing in a in a facility. You have like one guy at the court with one coach, and only one coach can have one guy. So, if, for example, if coach, if you were there and you were working out with me, you couldn't work out with nobody else for uh-huh. like nobody else. So it's one one. Uh, some guys got to use the gun because not enough coaches. It's, it's, it's crazy. So we just stay patient. Hopefully everybody's, you know, is negative. For, and um, we could come back to just getting back to regular practice and playing games again. Do you have to stay in your apartment or your, your house by yourself? Pretty much. If you are if you live with somebody, they, 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 they get tested every day too. So it's like they make it easier if you have somebody staying with you that they can also get tested every day. They make it it's real easy, but um, but usually it lets you just stay like you gotta really stay inside all day. Like, yeah, they, you gotta stay away from a lot of things. So what do you? I know you're a video king, man. What do you? Are, is that what you're doing? Yeah, I, I chill, man. I chill. Like now, right now, I have like the recovery boots at my at my spot. So like for recovery, since I can't recover at the um facility, I'll put the boots on. I'm a big nap, a napper guy. I come back, work, <laughs> eat, and then sleep. Like, so I'll take a nap. 
um, then obviously, yep, I'm always on my game. So let's let's listen. When quarantine first happened in the summer, I was the first person that was a okay with it. I'm like, all right, I'll stay inside. That's fine. I'll stay right <laughs> hey, ten hours. I'll sit there. I'm cool. You play you play video games against any of our guys? Um, yeah, I haven't in a while. But me and E, me and E used to play all the time. Josh, Jalen. So we used to play a lot. And then I actually be on a game with Phil. Yeah, I actually do. I play with Phil and probably like Jordan. <laughs> I play with Phil all the time. I talk to Phil. We just we're on a game playing Madden like all the time. <laughs> of of uh, of of our guys, do you guys all you guys all stay in touch through the through the season, even the guys um Younger than you, or or do you just stay in touch with the NBA guys you run into? Who do you stay in touch with? No, nah, it's, it's it's literally everybody, man. Especially when you guys were playing, it's like you, we always watch the games, and we always have a. It's funny we have a group chat where we'll text each other while we're watching the games. You know, like we'll see, like you know, as us, we're like we could tell by like, uh oh, all the little things like. He ain't get back. I know coaches, you know, not happy right now or like <laughs> this and that. So, like, we see all the little things, but it's fun. Like, whenever – it's cool that when you guys play, we all connect and just talk about it. But we talk to young guys, you know, whenever – like, I remember I texted Slate when he had a good game and just texted him telling him just to be whatever motor he had, whatever he was doing that day, like, bring that same energy every single day, just trying to talk to him, been in the same position he was – he'd been in. Like, I already know what – I already know – I don't even have to be there. I already know what you say to him and what's going on. I already know because I've been in that same position. So, just trying to, you know, give him advice. And then, um, as a guy's the NBA, you always cross paths when you play each other and you talk then and then you always keep up. That's cool. I, that's cool, you guys uh, text. I know we haven't played in a while, but what do you, what do you see from this, this team? What, what, what do you like about this team? It got better, like from game one to what to the last game you guys. What was the last game you guys played? Marquette. Marquette. That was December twenty third. Did y'all win? Yeah, we won. Okay, you won. Okay, that, that was that was a a good road win. I actually thought we played our best. You know, the best that we have so far this season. We were all really psyched coming out of that game, and then mm-hmm. then it get- all hit. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about what what do you see that this team can do better? Where where do you think we need to improve? I just think it's been it's been so long, man. I swear, like <laughs> talking to Alicia, like dang, y'all ain't really played a month. Like it's really I feel like I watched y'all so long. But I mean, the thing is, I know the guys they close off the mm-hmm. court, so you can just tell there's no selfish no selfishness out there. You know, they play together, but. It always, always a step to play harder, always. So, I think it's always – I think is the next thing is always to play harder. Like, there's like always – play hard, but you you can always hit another notch. But – I like that, Kels. I like yeah. that. That's what you guys – that's what you guys did to me, man. Y'all got me thinking like y'all now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mikey, we got to go to a break? Yeah, it seems like a good time here talking about playing hard. You're listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Back after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certainty roof to perform. 
That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success, investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs. Visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank, the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. Welcome back. We resume our conversation with Mikel Bridges. Coach? Uh, it's great talking to Kale's like old times, man. Um, and I, and I love that. I love that you got that same uh, thought process. I actually, you and I have texted about this, but I watch you and it, it, you know, you were such a big part of what we did here. And I watch and I can see you do all the little things and you're always in your stance and you're always guarding the best player on the other team. And then I see, you know, I'm like a parent. I see you guys come down on offense and somebody takes a crazy shot, you're open, they don't pass it to you, and I get, I get all upset. But you don't. And you just go back, next play, it never bothers you. What, what, what's your mindset there? It's, it's really impressive. I sh- I've shared it with our guys. Um, man, it's just uh, like, it's the same thing I've been at Nova. You know, sometimes – when you don't think about, especially on the offensive end, if you don't think about it, the game will always come to you. You know, if you always just play the right way, the game will always come to you. And um, I feel like if you lead like that, 
the other guys will see the same thing. You know, if, if one guy sees you upset off you not getting an extra shot, say somebody shoots it and I was wide open, and as you saw, and I just start, like, complaining, put my head down, like, what is this guy doing? Then it's, like, just giving off bad energy to the team and things like that. But somebody sees me, like, dang, like, he's okay with that. He got back and then defended on the end. And then next time he had the ball, he was semi-open. But the guy who just jacked up that shot, Mikel just extra passed to him for a wide-open three. So, like, just leading, like, little things like that is just – it's crazy enough, but people see that, you know, um, teammates see that, and it makes them want to play the right way. And like I said, man, I got that all from, from Nova, just always playing the right way, always the good, the greats. Um, that's just how I am. I can't control it now, especially, like, if I feel like even if I hit five in a row, if I know I can get this one off, but I know the man next to me has a – clear open shot like can take his time i'll always do the extra pass it's just this how i am i'll tell you what kales it's it's amazing i mean i'm i i watch it like i said i got to watch so many of your games since we've been out and um it's really apparent and the way you the way you say that you can see the change in your team and it, it i mean it's so obvious because sometimes and I'm not knocking any guys because I know NBA, they look at it different ways. Guys that are leading scorers are expected to do certain things. But sometimes, like, you'll make a great play on the defensive end. You'll give it up to a guard. You'll come down. They'll drive. You'll be wide open. They'll throw up a bad shot. You sprint back, make a great defensive play again, give it up again. They come down again, <laughs> jack up a bad shot. And you just and, – and then there was a series – I think it was the Detroit game where that happened. And then you went and got the offensive rebound. And when you got the offensive rebound, instead of you taking your turn to get shot, you kicked it out and got somebody a three. It was so impressive. And I think it's equally um, intelligent on your part that you understand that that's the way to impact other players mm. is, is I don't think many players understand that, that by you doing it, it in, in different ways. It might guilt some guys into doing it. It might inspire some guys into doing it. But I really think it's it's doing that to your team. And I thought Chris Paul's comments about you as being one of the best guys he's played with in his career really showed that. What did you think about those comments? Yeah, I mean, shoot. Think how you think, you know, just being around CP and knowing like just how great of a player he is you know watching him growing up and then getting to actually play with him and getting to know him as a person I mean it's dope you know I just think I just be myself you know I I don't try to be nobody else I just try to be my fun I'll I'll be smart have my serious moments but you know I like to have fun sometimes so like I always be myself out there and just to hear that from him a guy who's been on different teams with a lot of different teammates it's pretty cool. It's, it's definitely trust me. I was I was geeked up when I saw that for sure. <laughs> I, I was it was I was really impressed, and I and I just it just brought me back to just watching you play and all the little things that, that you do that makes your team win. Do they do the Suns specifically 
tell you, like, going into each game that you're guarding the best score, perimeter score? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but then it's a fact where uh, – which I'm fine with, where maybe, like, CP – CP, ever since he got in the league, he's always been a guy that loves um, starting out on his matchup. You know, he always, like, guarding his matchup, which I respect. It's just sometimes we'll talk, and then Coach Talker's like, we know CP, I, we know you was all defensive, led the league in steals multiple times, but listen, like, we get that, but we got we got we got a six seven with a seven two wingspan over here. Let him disrupt him a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but like him and Book, they like guarding their their matchups, which I'm perfectly fine with. You know, I just I respect it, and then um, you know, hopefully, hopefully I don't end up on them because they're doing such a great job. But I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, I always like taking the pride of guarding the best player. I feel like. Just not having a ball as much, that's a that's the thing that kind of gets me going. And I always kind of be like that college, too, where, like, especially my sophomore year, the first year we won a chip, where, you know, you have Archie, Josh, Jalen, Chris, Dio, everybody, who they scored a ball, and I would just come off the bench and guard. Like, I felt happy. I was fine with that. I'll get my occasional back cut, and that back cut is, like, I feel like I had 20 that game. I might have had six or eight, but getting stopped. And then the guys on the bench, you know, the, everybody, the walkers, everybody screaming after you get, like, a charge or, like, a steal or something like that. I mean, that always – that was always boosted me. That was always, like, my favorite moment was always being that guy on the other end that will get a steal, score, then the team called timeout, then you're all hype, bumping to each other, going to the into the uh, huddle. So, um <laughs> I just always that's always been me, and I like taking pride in defense and get myself going. So rare in a game today, it's so valuable. You did it for us, and it it inspired our guys. and And I can I can see it's it's happening with your team. Well, after all that defense and everything, then uh, on 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 the ninth January ninth, you had thirty four points, and. Um, that was your career high, right, against the Pacers? Yeah. So, like, what happened in that game that, that was different? I was open. I was, I was open. Yeah, I, you're open in other games. They don't give you the ball. They found me, man. I was, I was, I was there. And I was just ready to shoot. I, I didn't I didn't play it well when we played Sadiq and I'm in Detroit and we lost. So I kind of just – I just knew I'm like, all right, like, bad game. I missed shots, but I know – in the day, I work so hard, so like, I know it's just, and we play every other day. You know, it's not like NFL; you play once a week. Like, I don't have to dwell on my last performance. I could just get ready. I'm like, okay, dang, you play bad, get over it, get ready for the next game, and and do what you do. So I just came out aggressive. Um, got going early, and then uh, then that's the thing about my teammates, man. They once they figure out somebody's hot, they will find you and. They will look for you, and, and trust me, that's my favorite. I be loving it. I get a couple of early threes. It's like the ball definitely coming your way soon, so just be ready. But uh, they did a great job finding me when I was open and just took a, took advantage of the opportunity. I, I've never seen – I'm sure it's happened, but I've never seen in an NBA locker room a regular season game, guy have 34 points, and then he comes in the locker room, they dump Gatorade on him or whatever was in that. The Gatorade bucket, 
Um, have you ever seen that before in the regular season? <laughs> nah. <laughs> guys, just, we, that just shows who we are as a team. Like, we just – we care about each other. And our team is really, like, gives me a – Gives me college vibes, and it's not no, it's not a norm in the NBA. Guys aren't close like that, and it's just we got the perfect mix of vets and younger guys that are just close, and our vets are amazing. They treat us, you know, make us feel real good, and we just uh, we just real close. And so it was I did not expect it. I I promise you, I did not expect that. <laughs> that was awesome. Anybody can anybody can. Check that out on Twitter. Mikhail coming in after doing his post-game interview, and they dump a bucket of Gatorade on him. That was that was awesome. Who who are the well, – well, let's say this. Chris Paul, Booker. Are you counting Booker as a veteran? Yeah, Book, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, another good one. Jay Crowder ever talk about his uh, Marquette days, Marquette Villanova days? No, but we always get our little friendly wagers when this, when this is school versus school. It's always <laughs> that it done. It's always a little wager. I'm sorry, I got to take your money, but you know we see what my boys do. You know, I'm sorry, but I get that from you. But we always well, joking about that. Is is he first year with you guys this year, Crowder? Yeah, his first year. Has he and Chris Paul made that that much of a difference with with the the mindset yeah. of the team? Yeah, you know how you know, how have they changed it? Um. Just come from the mindset of winning. You know, uh, Jay been on a lot of teams, a lot of winning teams. You know, last year he was on the, the Heat team in the finals. So, like, he's been on – and he's on Boston before. Like, he's been on playoff teams. And he knows what it takes, especially the guy that, you know, same way as me where we don't get the ball as much. You know, we – guys that like to defend and, you know, be aggressive when the ball gets to us. But um, – he just shows, man. He just he works hard. He's the same guy with another great routine. And teaches all the little things, all the things on defense, maybe guard guys are bigger than me in a post, just like different little tricks, how to guard them, how to make it difficult. And I think communication, man, they're we preach communication so much at Villanova. They're got those vets, man, they even given book being a vet too, he's he's great with the communication on defense. Like let you know where to send a guy ball screen is, you know, usually it's the, usually it's the, the big man who's go, whoever's, whoever's man's setting the ball screen usually the one talking. Right. Our case is that we have DA behind us talking and then you hear two other voices telling them, you know, our using our lingo, like send them this way, send them this way. And I can hear out my, like out my ears, like force them strong, force them strong. And it's like, it's crazy. You got everybody listen, everybody tuned in talking and it just makes our defense a little bit better. That's big. That is big time, man. That that is that is really cool. And what is like? What's the the vibe in in Phoenix? Like, how how is it? Are, are they getting excited about this team? Can you tell? I mean, I know they can't come to games, but can you tell they're getting excited about this team? Yeah, the team, the fans, the fans. They really, they they're really hyped for this year. And it's just, it just sucks that they can't be there right now because of the whole COVID and um not having no fans, but. Once that once that day opens up where the fans are back, I promise you that that arena is going to be filled and packed and very loud. <laughs> telling you. And in in the how do you guys look at it with the Western Conference? I mean, there's so many so many great teams. Where, where are you guys right now in the Western Conference? Shoot, before them, 
before before the Washington game, I think we was like first or second before that we lost. But I think I think we're still maybe like top four, top five. Some teams are still playing because you know we're on a our little break right now because of the COVID thing. But yeah, we were definitely we were top three for the whole year. Yeah. So. Well, all right. Quick before we go, toughest toughest guy for you, toughest guy for you to guard. Oof. Like just my whole my whole career. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whole was definitely, definitely, definitely hard, and was one of the toughest guys I ever had to guard. Just with his the ISO, and you really you feel like you're on an island, and like. You know you got help, but it's crazy because he pulls everybody out. They five out. It's, it's, you have help, but it's really like he has a lot of space to work with how their office is. So um, I think Hard's one of the toughest guys. Um, like now, like of course, whenever I'm going Bron, it's always tough. Uh, they put are you? They put you on LeBron when you play the Lakers. Yeah, and now because like whoever will guard like. Jay, when we play them in preseason, Jay will guard AD, like Bron, like Luca, even Luca, man. That this is the same same draft class, man. Same draft man. class. Do they put you on? Do they put you on Luca? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Yeah, who's the Villanova? Who's the Villanova guy in the NBA you don't like to play against the most? Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. 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 Every single time, man. Every single time. He gets you with the vet stuff. He gets you with the vet stuff. I can't. I can't. He the I who um Eric. He was playing Eric the other night. I saw him. He got Eric to foul him on a you know typical Kyle drive, jump into you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> King of it. King of well, it. Well, I'll tell you what. You're gonna start torturing him soon. You're getting <laughs> to be more. You're getting to be more of a vet the more you play. <laughs> Hey, man, we're proud of you. I appreciate you spending this time with us, buddy. Just keep being you, Kales. It's, it's going to continue to make you great. And tell your mom we're asking for you. know we love her. No, I will. <laughs> I'll All right, buddy. Uh, last All right. thing, you don't have your dog with you, do you? Nah, he's with my mom right now. Is he? Yeah. All right, man. I, I would have I put him on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, Kales. Uh, Thanks to Mikhail Bridges. You've been listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Back with our Inside the Wildcat segment after this. Four, three, two, one. It's time for Geico Inside the Wildcats. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And coach, we talked with Mikhail Bridges, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about Mikhail and to talk about Mikhail. What are the things, one or two things that really stand out to you about not just his current career, but, but what he meant to Villanova? You know, I, the, the more I, I talk to him, uh, you know, the less I'm surprised at some of the really intelligent things he does in the NBA. And it reminds me to look back at him as a, uh, a freshman and, and just how in, intelligent he was. Um, you know, in the summer one time, before, before the start of his freshman year, um, something happened where the word redshirt came up and he came to me and said, am I redshirting? You know, when, 
when really we weren't thinking about it yet, but he was already, you know, and, and he approached it with such a, um, a methodical, um, mature um, mindset that allowed him probably to get more out of his freshman year than out of his redshirt year than anybody. Cause the next year he came back, he was a stud in, in which was, now his first his year playing um and he really set the tone for all the guys after him eric dante omari everybody that redshirted that, that saw like this this is a real valuable year and this can really make you great and um he's he's admired by all of our guys for his intelligence and maturity and how he approaches his game and how he approaches his career. His redshirt freshman year, you could make the case that uh, his improvement over the final month really was a catalyst for your team. That period of time, what allowed him to make that step? Again, I, I have to say intelligence and maturity. I, I you know, I, I, we're coaches, you know, we're really teachers. So you, you, the results of teaching are really based on your students, right? And he, he, he picked up everything. And, and like you said, that last month of the year, he took everything we we're teaching him. He put that together with the experiences he had now playing. And in his, in his own, um, with his, his own strategy, that last month, he, he was playing like a junior, you know, and, and, and that last month included the NSA tournament and an NSA championship, you know, and, he was as valuable as anybody on our team. In the second championship run in 2017-2018, um, you had Jalen, National Player of the Year, great leader. What was Mikel's role on that? Because he played a very important role and was obviously an All-American too. Yeah, I mean, think about it. He was, um, he was a Julius Irving Award winner, best small forward in the country. You know, everybody talking about Jalen Brunson, you know, and, and – uh, you know, Dante DiVincenzo in a championship game. And, um, <laughs> and and this guy, but you see him do it in the NBA. He, he just, he's so intelligent about how he approaches the game. He, he does all the little things and he doesn't need, he doesn't need media support. He doesn't need fan support, but he, he does thrive on the respect of his teammates and coaches. He really does. And, um, to the point where if, if, if he doesn't feel like he's really inspiring his teammates and coaches, he feels bad. And um, he, he has a, a unique talent to play without the ball for long stretches. And then when it comes to him, be very effective. That's, there's very few guys that can do that. There's guys that can be effective when they have the ball for long periods of time. But when they don't touch it for a while and then it comes to them, their efficiency usually goes down. His his is incredibly high. One of the reasons, unfortunately, you've been able to watch more of Mikel and the NBA guys is the Wildcats pause. Um, just kind of bring our audience kind of up to speed here. First day of practice, uh, easing back into it. Uh, we'll drop the podcast here in the next few days. Just kind of where we are, hopefully looking ahead to Seton Hall. I, I was incredibly impressed with um, how, you know, we don't practice for 11, 12 days and, and the guys come back and uh, 
their, their conditioning. I think it kind of shows you. Now, I'm not saying it was, you know, the best, but I mean, it was far better than I thought it was going to be. Their attention to detail, um, uh, their recollection of our concepts, plays. Uh, I, I can't say any more than impressed, you know, and um, it, it's going to take us time. Now, we're not playing against an opponent, you know, so it's going to take us time to be able to adjust to opponents again. I think it's something we were getting really good at going into the Marquette game is, is being able to adjust within a game. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take us to do that again. And, and I'm, and, and, and frankly, I'm not concerned. I'm going to be patient with these guys. They've been through so much and they've worked so hard and, and I have the confidence they will get themselves back into that midseason form at some point here. I just don't know when it's going to be. That was Geico inside the Wildcats. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And coach, that brings us to the end of our podcast and, uh, and great catching up. It was great catching up with Mikel. Thanks, Mike. It was great. Um, love when we, we see those guys like Mikhail and, and, and get to just uh, talk about their mentality in, ter in terms of the game and their profession. It's pretty impressive. That'll do it for the Talking Villanova podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Just a reminder, you can follow Coach Wright on Twitter at VUCoachJWright. You can also follow Villanova Basketball at NovaMBB on Twitter and Instagram. We'll have alerts posted on those accounts whenever a new podcast is available for download. Or you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. And for more great content, check out the web home of the Wildcats, Villanova.com. For our producer, Matt Fraschilla, this is Mike Sheridan saying thanks again for stopping by. We look forward to having you join us again next time for the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds.